We are super excited today to announce a brand new sponsor. Please welcome NetChecks to Nashville Restaurant Radio. NetChecks is your single source for all things people. Here's a list of some of the many solutions they have to offer. Recruiting and onboarding, check. Performance management, check. They have a single source suite of HR solutions that thousands of businesses rely on every single day. Reporting and analytics, check. Powerful, user-friendly technology, personalized, people-friendly support. Learning management, check. Scheduling, check. Time and attendance, check. Of course, payroll and taxes. It's all tied together neatly in their user-friendly mobile app. You want to learn more? Visit netchecks.com. That's N-E-T-C-H-E-X.com. Or call their local regional manager. Her name is Anna Smith at 615-491-0669. So we are super excited today to welcome in a brand new sponsor. Welcome Robin's Insurance Agency to Nashville Restaurant Radio. So I'm going to start off and tell you guys that we use Robin's Insurance Company at both of our restaurants, the Green Hills Grill and Maribel, because they specialize in restaurants. It's so important. I'm telling you, if you buy insurance, in anywhere that you buy insurance, it's so important that you're buying the right type of insurance. And, you know, I don't think people tell you that. They just sell insurance for what the cheapest is. But, you know, sometimes you're paying the cheapest for insurance you don't need. So that is why Robbins Insurance specializes in restaurants. They identify exactly the type of insurance that you're going to need to run your business so that you can sleep sound at night. And that's super duper important, y'all. So... I would like for you, if you're curious about this, you want to learn more, give Matthew Clements a call. His number is 863-409-9372, or you can shoot him an email at mclements, that's M-C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S, at robbinsins.com. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. I am so excited to bring this episode to you guys today. I've been teasing it for about a week and a half, but today, and it took like three months to get him on the show, but we have Marcy and Star from Anzi Blue in Hillsborough Village. They are absolutely some of the funnest people I've had on the show, and you're going to get to listen to it, but I think my favorite thing is how their relationship is blossoming and how much they don't give a shit about the roles. Like, they just... They're making them up as they go along. There's a million roles in restaurants, and they just said, eh, whatever. We'll figure it out. And uh, I, I don't know. There's something incredibly amazing about that. And these women come on today and kind of tell their story. And I cannot wait to share that. So stay tuned for that. But first, I have to tell you about my experience this weekend. I uh, had my cousin in town. And he came in town to go see Bill Burr with me at the Bridgestone Arena. And that was Friday night. And so we get downtown and we see the show and the show is amazing. Like just getting in there was fantastic. They had to put your cell phone in a little bag. Like you weren't allowed to, I mean, and my watch, like I had to put my watch and my cell phone in a bag and we sit down and we're like, Hey, we should take a picture. And I'm like, Oh yeah, we can't. 
now we can't do that at all. And he got up to go get a beer and I'm just sitting there in the seat and I'm looking around and it's really noisy in the building. And I'm like, well, God, it's really like people are really chatty. And then I realized there's like 15,000 people here and nobody's on their phone. Like nobody, nobody in the building, everybody had to like turn to the person next to them and actually audibly speak. And it was freaking amazing. It was, it was so freeing because I am absolutely addicted to my phone. I am hundred percent. Like I, I, I get a million notifications. I'm just always looking at it. Like in the middle of conversations, I just find myself looking at my phone. Like what the hell am I doing? But I didn't, I didn't have my phone that whole show and I was able to be present and remember it. Also, it was pretty cool because um, the guy that was sitting next to us was wasted, and he kept saying, can I sit on the aisle? And I'm like, no, man. Like, I'm a giant. I, I need this aisle. I bought this aisle seat on purpose. And uh, it was nice because I didn't have to pee like the whole, the whole show. I just got to sit there. I didn't, like, until I got home. It's nice when you don't drink, like, 14 beers. I saved a lot of money, too. Anyhow, the show was really funny, and um, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, he's one of those comedians that's very polarizing, says a lot of crazy shit. I mean, obviously, it's a comedy show, and I get that. I get that it's like, hey, you're saying a lot of stuff. Like, it's entertainment. You know, it's like, it it's not not to be taken home literally. It's okay. So, anyway, the show ends, and we, I'm like, crying tears from laughing so hard. We go outside to Broadway, and I'm like, my cousins are saying, hey, man, do you want to go walk around and check this out? I hadn't been downtown on a Friday night. It's been a long time. I haven't been to many hockey games this year. And holy shit. And there's probably 50,000 people. I, I, I have no way of guessing. They have all of the roads blocked. There's like a mile-long line outside of every single honky-tonk. Like honky-tonk central. I mean, it was just mind-blowing how many people were downtown. They were having a blast. I mean, it was, it was a cool scene. Uh, we, we did go in. We went into FGL House, and we walked downstairs to Little Red Corvette, which has always been kind of like my favorite little tiny bar inside of Nashville because it plays like non-country music, and it's just kind of an underground thing. It's pretty neat. But we went there, and there's like, I mean, there's a 1,000 people in there, and the bartenders were amazing. And I'll tell you, this is what this is kind of the part of my story. I felt like a fish out of water. Like, I didn't know where I was. I mean, the Nashville that I know and the people that I talk to and the things that I do every single day are not that. Like, what I was experiencing downtown, I felt like I was on vacation. It was crazy. I mean, these bartenders, I don't know where your mindset has to come from. Because, you know, in the regular restaurant world, we have Mother's Day, you've got, like, Christmas Eve. We do Thanksgiving in our restaurant. But, like there's these holidays that you get up for, like you get a good night's sleep and you get ready and you go. But I don't even know how you prepare. When we're walking by at 11 o'clock at night and there's a, a, a line outside of Honky Tonk Central that I kid you not is 50 yards long and it's like three people wide and Jason Aldean's and Miranda Lambert's place and Old Red, Whiskey Row, like every single place, these long ass lines and they're just assholes and elbows, but just packed and I'm like, if I'm a bartender and at 11 o'clock there's that long of a line, like, what do you do? I mean, how do you stay with it operationally? How do you get that much booze in the building? Like, I, there's, I have so many questions. 
So if you're out there and you know somebody or you are a bartender downtown, you run one of those bars, you can, if you can get me in touch, I want to talk to a bartender, a bar manager, a bar back, anybody who is in operations at a honky tonk downtown. And I want, I, I just, I want to have them on the show because I want to learn how the hell you do it. Like, what do you do? How do you do it? Because I was absolutely blown away as an operations guy. I was like, this is unfreaking believable. So uh, we hopped in a car, went home. It was great. It was nice. Um, but man, that downtown scene is that Broadway. Wow. I'm, I'm blown away. I'm still to this day just like, holy cow. So again, if you know anybody, tell them to DM me, send me a message or email me at brandon at nashvillerestaurantradio.com because I want to hear from them. All right. So that was my weekend. A lot of fun. Beautiful, beautiful weather this weekend. It is, uh, we're going into a Monday. Here we go. Another week. And then we've got uh, Mother's Day coming up in a couple of weeks. So we're getting back after it. If you... Um, would like to do so, you should go find us wherever you find us on, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit the subscribe button so you get notifications when I put out episodes early. And go follow us on Instagram. Uh, it's at Nashville underscore restaurant underscore radio. Uh, I am at Brandon underscore NRR. That is my Instagram page. And i uh, love for you guys to follow us. See what's going on. This week, you can go catch Star at the Iron Fork. I'm going to be there. I will be at the Iron Fork on Thursday is the 28th. I think it's a Thursday. Thursday the 28th is going to be the Iron Fork. It is at the baseball field. Uh, first, I think it's first, first bank. I don't, I don't know what the field is called. It's where the sounds play. The sounds play, uh, That that's where it is. So the 28th, you guys should go. It is Thursday. And uh, Star is going to be there. We'll talk about it on this interview, which you're going to listen to right now. All right, super excited today to welcome in to the show. We have Marcy, who is the owner of Anzi Blue, and Star, who is our executive chef at Anzi Blue. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. Oh, welcome. I feel like this has been a long time in the making. Like this, sometimes these things don't work out all the time, and then you finally get in the studio. Like I'm so excited just to talk to you guys. The stars have aligned. Yes, they have. Pun intended. I know. I like that. We have a lot of inside jokes. She's my sister from another mother. Yeah. Well, this is good. I've been following you guys ever since I used to do a show called The Roundup. And I did it with Delia Joe Ramsey back in the day. And she would always talk about how amazing Anzi Blue was. And it was in a different location. And then you guys moved over to Hillsborough Village. I've heard like different stories about this. I just want to go. We'll just start off this way. Why? Why the move from Bell? Is it Bell Mead that you were in previously? Bell Mead to Hillsborough Village. Well, first of all, I, I want to know what story you heard. I that that you guys were a CBD store exclusively, and then when the pandemic started, you um, you to be an essential business, you had to serve food. So you guys went, hey, look, we'll start serving food and other things so that you could stay open. And then you did, and then I don't know why you moved to Hillsborough Village. Oh, well, that's actually exactly right. Everything oh. you just said. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's really important to like take you back to January of 2019 when my husband decided, let's open up a CBD retail store. 
And it's like a side hustle, just like as a, a fun thing to do, kind of like this for you. Yeah, you know, 100%. It's, it's about, you can't just work all the time, you know, um, Derek, owns, <laughs> you know, Derek owns Van Mall Restoration. I own an agency in the music industry. And, and so this was just something fun that we could do together. And so we opened December 1st in, I guess, about a little less than 800 square feet. In 2019? Um, in December December of 2019. Okay. At Stanford Square across from, you know, the hospital mm-hmm. in Belmead. And we were just selling our CBD that we grow in Nevada and we have tinctures and gummies and we were selling other female-owned CBD brands. We've always been female-focused. And then the pandemic hit. And so we'd only been open about three months and they shut everything down. And so I went and bought a Keurig and a George Foreman grill and I became a coffee shop and I started making breakfast tacos. Now, mind you, I don't cook, but I taught myself um, and everyone else was shut down, if you remember, and Ainsley Blue was open. Now we were only open curbside, but we were open and all of my employees quit because they were scared of the pandemic. And so I hired all my high school friends. And the next thing you know, we're just literally making up ideas of things to sell. So it was like, let's do a cheese board. Let's do a bagel board. Let's do some sandwiches and some soups. Like we were just making stuff up. And then we would, (laughs) we didn't didn't know there were companies like Cisco. (laughs) So we would go to the grocery (laughs) store and we would buy the food. Then we would come back. Well, there's, I mean, that, listen, when you're talking about a George Foreman grill and you're talking about a Keurig, you don't need a Cisco delivery. You need to go to the grocery store. I mean, you're going to pay way too much from Cisco for four cases of something. But the thing was, was we were selling 400 cheese boards a week. Damn. They needed Cisco. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, Cisco discovered us and showed up one day and was like, Michael was like, I hear y'all are. Selling some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of that. We can make this a lot easier. We can bring it to your back door. And then luckily we partnered up with Osa Coffee with Lisa. She was fantastic. She's like, okay, we're going to get rid of the Keurig. Yeah. We're first gonna, first we're, thing. Let's start selling some real coffee. So then everyone Ooh. found out about our coffee. And then we ended up getting our liquor license in only a couple weeks. Um, and so the next thing, you know, I guess when there's not a long line in the middle of a pandemic, you can expedite that. And so I, um, I really became Tom Cruise in cocktail during COVID. (laughs) Um, that was how I kept my sanity is I was like throwing bottles in the air and making cocktails. It's March, but I'm like, come get a strawberry daiquiri with an umbrella in it is we're in the islands. I mean, we've all, we'd all lost our mind. I mean, we really had, (laughs) but you kind of lost your mind at the same time time you kind of found it Mm -hmm. you know i mean isn't it crazy through all that insanity how much you're forced to learn so fast well and i've just got really big goosebumps because i saw a woman the other day she came into ainsley blue and she came up to me and she had not been to the new location and she said and she got teary-eyed and she goes i just want to tell you you saved me during the pandemic i lived two blocks away from stanford square and I would walk down every day and get coffee and bagel. And she goes, you were the normalcy in my life and the crazy. Oh, and I was man. like, and it was an older woman. 
And she said, I just wanted to come over and see what you built. And she's like, this is just so unbelievable. And I said, well, I didn't build this. I said, you did. I said, the community of Nashville built this. I mean, they really did. I mean, I didn't know what the heck I was doing then. I sure don't know what I'm doing now. That's why Star and my fabulous team run it. Um, But it's just like, I think there is a sense of the pandemic created no, it created a, a, a world where there was no rules. Yeah. where you could get into fields that you had never been in before. And I think that that's a positive thing to look at. I think there's been so many amazing positives that have come out of the pandemic. And obviously a lot of sadness, a lot of mm-hmm. sorrow, a lot of, you know, but for, for in business, people that have been able to really take it, it take, there's so many people out there who are thought leaders that say, I just don't have time to do all of these things. And I think now we're starting to see the fruits of labor for a bunch of people who said, I found time. I found time to do a lot of, there's a ton of innovation that's happening well, right absolutely. now. And I think from being in the music industry for 27 years, the music industry, specifically live events were completely on hold. So I, in essence, did not have a job. And so we just kind of put our heads down and it, we took it day by day. I worked seven days a week from when the pandemic kicked off until September till I got the phone call. And the, the fo- phone call, the phone call. <clears throat> what was the phone call? The phone call ton, ton, was oh, wait, my, wait, wait, hold on. Yep. Oh, right 100%. There. The phone call. And that landlord said, are you running a coffee shop out of that space? I was like, what makes you say that? Oh, I don't know. Just the fact that there's literally nowhere to park in the parking lot every single day. And you have 25 tables in the outdoor patio. It just created a full outdoor oasis with string lights and <laughs> like, speakers. And is this where I ask for forgiveness <laughs> instead of permission? And they're like, uh. yes, the building is a zone for a restaurant. You don't have a kitchen. I'm like, those are details. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes, you have 30 days to move out. Wow. So your landlord said... You need that, that. There's the answer there's, to my question. There's the, the real story. Question uh, right there. There's the real story. Yeah, the, you got the exclusive. Hold on. Do we have music for exclusive? Um, <laughs> I have. Uh, I have. Yeah. yeah we're the exclusive the story right there. I like it. And our landlord's so sweet. I'm not saying anything negative. It was just we don't have the right to sell alcohol here. Are you selling booze? Sometimes. Maybe. What, do you, what do you mean? I mean, I'm Tom Cruise. <laughs> just mean. a little. <laughs> so, so my husband and I literally just started driving up and down every street looking. Well, everything was closed. And so we just finally found this amazing woman, Elam Freeman, um, who has, who's a badass. We uh, went to the same uh, grade school, Innsworth. And she, I called her and she was in the airport and I, I was at this point, I'm in tears. We've been looking for a month. We'd not found anything. Oh, like man. I told and you, you had we were, to be out. Oh no, we were going to be on the street. Oh. I was going to literally be selling curbside from my house in Green Hills. That's what we had decided. Oh wow. Um, out of my garage. <laughs> You're laughing and you know that it's true star. So we, um, she said, oh, I know the place. It was my first phone call to Elam. And she said, it's um, in Hillsborough Village. She goes, you're from here. You're, it's right across from Belcourt Movie Theater. And I'm like, uh, really? Yeah, that's perfect. 
are you kidding? I said, can I meet you tomorrow? So we met, it was Halloween, and we met the uh, landlord management company, and I literally took two steps into the front door. I didn't even go and look at the rest of the place. Right, and I I'll looked at him it. and I said, I'll take it. He's like, well, do you want to know the price? I said, no, because I'll negotiate it with you. So we're good. Get <laughs> uh, you. Star, I want to get you involved in this conversation. I feel like we're, we're leading up to yeah. finding Star. Like yeah. we've, we've oh. gone from, so I, I'm still back to the George Foreman grill. Oh, it's like good. what was that conversation like? I mean, they say, we're going to close down. You've been doing CBD for a couple months then all of a sudden like did you and your husband just go what the how did you find out that essential businesses could stay open and like that mayor thought- cooper posted on on his social media that effective immediately all non-essential businesses so that was all retail stores gyms salons so everything. you said what is an essential business let's mm-hmm. become one of those mm-hmm. and you just went and bought it's called pivot i mean it's yeah it's what Every small business has had to do and is continuing to do during this insane pandemic that will not seem to go away um, is you do what you do to survive. I mean, and I don't mean this negatively. Star and I talk about it a lot. Um, She had a little bit different experience during pandemic because she was traveling some. But, you know, I had my husband and I have to put food on the table for our kids, period. Providers. Provider. When you you have to provide. There was a lot of people that that stayed at home for two years. my husband and I did not have that luxury. We didn't have a war chest of money where it was just like, let's stay home, stay home and, and play Monopoly and watch movies and read books. Like we worked every single day. My husband's business construction was deemed essential. Never stopped. Oh, he was slammed. So music was completely dead except yeah. radio or, you know, streaming. But all of the live that events that I do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, done. So I think that what really the fire inside me of like, I didn't work this hard for a year to open up Ainsley Blue, a CBD retail store, to have it shut down for three three months later. And I think if we all remember back then, we there were so many unknowns. Everything, every hour was unknown. We didn't know if we were going to be in lockdown for five years. Oh, it was 13 days. We're going to do this for 13 days was the well, original. Isn't that funny to think about that? Yeah. And it was, eight, it was eight weeks that restaurants were closed. Oh, yeah. To curbside. May, May 12th. I think it was when I was going to say 11th, but May May 12th. I remember the day because it was like, we can open. And then the conversation was, should we? I mean, just because you could doesn't mean that you should. should, I mean, necessarily, if what if your restaurant becomes a super spreader? And I mean, it could be the death of a restaurant. All of a sudden, the way that the news cycles, everybody's at home looking at Facebook, your restaurant opens and all of a sudden 15 people get sick from your restaurant. That's a dangerous moment. Like, I mean, the idea of should we, uh, some people did, a lot of people didn't have the choice. They had to. I mean, gosh, we're open. Let's get the damn thing open. Let's get going. And I mean, it was a really weird time. It was really weird. And, and I don't I mean, I still remember the day that all my employees walked out and I remember sitting on the floor in the middle of the CBD retail store going, we worked so hard. Like, what the fuck? And how do we, yeah. how do we keep these doors open? And, and Star can can tell you i mean we and i she and i have become so close so quickly and it's because we both have been through so much in our lives and we've always overcome adversity and we've never ever taken no for an answer ever i love that hell yeah Yeah. star let's get to you okay let's talk about the beginning of the pandemic for you where were you what were you doing well i was working at city winery okay uh, their executive sous chef over their catering department thank you 
over their catering department. Um, so I remember coming in. It was actually my son's birthday. I went in really early that day because I was going to have a big dinner for him that night. We walked in and they were like, we're closed because uh, City Winery, their home office is in New York. Uh-huh. And as we know, New York was hit harder than anyone. So that trickled down to us very quickly. So they closed us and I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? I was, I was telling my, I was married at the time and I told my wife and I was like, well, do you know that I speak like a million words a day and I <laughs> touch like 8,000 people and I'm a hugger and a conversationalist and I'm like, the first week I just felt I don't even know. It was like nobody was talking. Nobody's had anything to say. And I just felt like I was in a bubble all by myself because she worked for the state. Her job never worked, never stopped. She went to work in her office every day. She went from going to an office to at home, but she still got to go in the room and shut the door and do her job. So it was like, it's just me and my dog. You know, that is, <clears throat> pardon, that is exactly the reason why I started the podcast was because so many people who, who, or in a community of people that are see each other every day. And I talk about love languages, right? The five, but like spirit of service and needing like that human touch, like people, that's what we do. Right. We come to work. That's how a lot of people in this industry give love and receive love. And when you can't do that, I just wanted everybody to have, can we just all talk about stuff on a podcast and let's all share these ideas so that we don't have to feel like you felt. Right. And that was the genesis of what I'm doing here. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So I decided one day I woke up and I was like, my friend was like, I'm going to lose my business. She was like, it, it's just, I don't know what to do. So I was like, girl, I'll be down there. I ain't got nothing to do. I, I don't have a job right now. <laughs> they said that my job is not essential right now. So I might as well just come help you. So that's where was did. this? Uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, so you went to New Orleans. Yeah. I went to New Orleans. I went to Texas. I went to Florida, went to Alabama, Mississippi. I traveled all over helping little businesses. Wow. Stay little businesses and not turn to nothing. So you said, so, I'm not sitting at home. Yeah. I'm going to stay. I'm going to be out there doing. Did yeah, you turn into a cake baker, a barbecue pit master, a, a fried chicken queen? I did a whole bunch of fish. Now, so, had you done that before? Any of those things? Are these these like all new things that you learned? Um, I'm not a baker, so the baking was very interesting. She I, she's a cake baker, but the cakes never stop, which was interesting. People was like, just send them to me in the mail. We don't care what they look like when they get here. We know what they taste like, so that's all they wanted. So <laughs> she's she pivot pivoted and had to start figuring out how to be able to send cakes you know, to <laughs> New York and Connecticut. And now it's like, okay, dry eyes. Do we do that? What do we do? I, I'm like, I don't, we can figure it out. So oh, that's and I know we, how to do it because we had to figure out how to ship cheese boards. <laughs> yeah. Had to figure out You're how shipping to ship cheese boards. We yeah. did during the pandemic because mm-hmm. people wanted it. We use, we, fi- I figured out the dry eyes thing. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's yeah. not easy process. It's difficult. One, one, one person got her cheese board and she sent it to me and she said, it looks like queso. <laughs> <laughs> Dry ice will help that. That's yeah. for Delia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Queso, queso queen. Yeah. So yeah. that's, I mean, that was my pandemic experience was just like, okay, I'm not essential. So let's go find something that I can do to make myself feel essential. So that's what I did. Let's go help my friends and hang out and visit. I was like, I've been in a restaurant working 90 hours a week for 20 something years. I ain't 
never had this much time off. I don't know what to do with myself. So what was your wife doing during this time? Working. Just working at home and you're gone. Yeah, I'm gone. You're gone. Yeah, out of here. Okay. We did not survive the pandemic. Okay. Is that one of the reasons why you were gone all the time? And she's like, well, what's going on there? Why you leave? Well, no, now life was great. I was working 90 hours a week. Nobody ever seen me. So, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Now it's like, man, she's a bit much. <laughs> I just almost choked. <laughs> no, it's like she's spending lots of time with me. She's like, ah, you are getting on my nerves. I'm like, you know what? Okay, I can say that. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I, yeah, so we just grew apart. Okay, well, it happens. Know? Yeah, and then I think, like, it really expanded my mind. Like, I have a lot of time to think now. And I'm like, all these people, I kept losing friends from COVID. Like, they're mm. in their 30s and they're in their 40s. I'm like, is not a lot of people making it to 80 anymore. And I was like, I got to make sure I do more with my time because I don't think it, I have a lot of it. So if I don't have a lot of time, I want to make the time that I do have very quality time. So now it's like every day is a party. But you know what? That's so powerful what you just now said. Oh, yeah? Time is one of the most precious things that we have. And I think a lot of people had to be introspective about that and go what am i spending my actual time doing but it's also the biggest gift you can give someone it's like so when star talks about giving her time to all those small businesses that were trying to survive and pivot during the pandemic there's you can't put a price tag on that i mean i mean i know that i would i was literally calling my friends who had never worked in a restaurant before being like hey do you want to come make breakfast sandwiches because i didn't have no one wanted to work i mean Every, yeah. a, a lot of people were on unemployment then and they well, they're making a lot of money on correct, unemployment. and they couldn't go take any I didn't understand that they would say I'm on unemployment Marcy you can't pay me but I'll come help you I'm like well that's illegal you can't come volunteer and they're like well I'll just come help you so at that point I had all my aunts over there I mean it was just crazy <laughs> so you're pretty excited how did star find Marcy or Marcy find star f-o-h-b-o-h Oh, really? Thumbo. <laughs> yes. Huh? So um, they were I know the owners. Early, yeah, so. They were. So I uh, grew up with, with Hallie Hayes and, and Mary, Mary Pillow. And we went to school together. And so they came to me before the pandemic, before Ainsley Blue was actually a restaurant, just to get my advice as a female business owner. Wow. And so then when Ainsley Blue became a restaurant, I reached out to them and said, wait a second, that company you have <laughs> I could use it now. for me so I met star um I had a cook at the time I had never had a chef and they had previously star and him had previously worked together and that did not work out with him and and it was Mother's Day remember oh I do remember last year Mother's Day yes. Mother's Day I mean which 21. is so crazy that you have only been with me for a year yeah no and Look at everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. We were having a little moment. It feels like a lifetime. Oh God. I know. Oh no, I, I'm with you. And, and so Mother's Day, um, we I needed I really realized I needed a chef. And I we were chatting in the kitchen and I said, I've gotta I gotta go find a chef. I need an executive chef. And she said, What about me? And I go, Well, what about you? And she goes, I can do it. And I said, well, have you ever been an executive chef before? And she nope. said, nope. And then remember what you said to me? Yep. So I've been it. doing that job for many, many years. Four. And nobody ever gave me the title. But four. But they like me to do the work. But who are you doing it for? The white man. 
That's what she said to me. I can't ever beat them. I can't never get the job, even though I'm doing all the work and I'm better. I'm there longer. I do all the work. And I said, well, this white woman doesn't care. I yep. said, because I don't know what I'm doing. So I said, let's you and I not Figure know it out what together. we're doing <laughs> together. Yeah. And, and I say that because people, like, so many people have, have, like, gotten angry, you know, that they're like, you don't know what you're doing. You shouldn't be running Ainsley Blue. Or they'll be like, chefs, chef star's never been an executive chef. You need a man in there. I mean, I literally had someone who- Somebody said that out loud? Oh, someone who wanted to buy the business and wanted to invest in Ainsley Blue yeah. said, well, we're going to get a great white um, chef that I know in here, and he can really teach star. They didn't star. say get a great white chef. Yeah, he did. White guy. He was telling me who the guy was. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and I ended the meeting Good. and said, thanks for playing. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I think that it goes back to the rules that I was talking about in the pandemic where there was no rules, but people were still trying to live by the rules pre-pandemic. And still to this day, they are. Yeah. And I always try to tell them, like, don't ever anybody we have 36 people who work at Ainsley Blue. And I always, always say, don't ever come in here and say, well, this is the way that it should be done. I want you to tell me what works best for you, server, or you, barista, or you, line cook. What works best for you? I don't need to know the way that it's done at every other restaurant in America, in the world, whatever. I don't care. I want to know what works for you. We are very employee-led. Like, we don't have a general manager. Wow. No. We have a front of house, um, like, group of a team. lead servers, lead baristas, you know. Lead yeah, I mean it's it's a group, and then in, and then back of house, um, you can obviously talk about our fabulous new executive sous chef Emily. Yes, but um, my executive sous chef Emily, which is my best friend of fifteen years, wow. she moved here from Pensacola, Florida, to help me, mm-hmm. and she runs the kitchen with Star. Mm-hmm. And now, I I just bought my tickets oh. for the Iron Fork, and I believe yeah. we're going to be Woo. competing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. You know, I used to be a, a district sales manager at U.S. Foods, and I actually created the special ingredient. I came up with the secret ingredient for a couple of years, and I announced it in front of everybody at the uh, at the actual Iron Fork. It's a great event. It's so I'm much excited. fun. Well, I think I didn't realize like how competitive it was. You oh know? yeah. And then you know, one of the chefs who won't be named, he said, mm-hmm. "Well, you know, I don't even know why Ainsley Blue's here. They just do eggs." <gasps> Do what? Oh, it's on. That's Poppin'. you know what they call that. Just get ready. That's chalkboard material. This, right this there. is that, trash talking and like bullet board, bullet, bullet board. Bullet is that what it's called? Bulletin board, bulletin board material. Like it, like in gym locker rooms when somebody says, "I guarantee you're going to win." Like, we'll go tell that to the other team. Like, yeah. oh no, I mean, I straight literally went to that movie Friday nights. No one comes into our house oh, yeah. and pushes <laughs> us around. That's right. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> And like, by the way, he like, I think thought that that was going to hurt our feelings. Oh, that just jazzed Chef Star and I up yeah. so much. We're like, game on, So one on of the competing bitches. chefs yeah. said that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's only they, four. I mean, they really, I mean, I don't think. He wasn't being I, mean. He's just trash talking. Yeah, he's just trash yeah. talking. Okay. It's all fun and games until yeah. your feelings get hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, there any, is there any ingredients that you hope that it is? Like you're going into the the challenge. Have you ever been to an Iron Fork before? No. Good. But I've been in competitions before. It's not my first rodeo. I haven't done the Iron Fork competition, but I have done competitions. And I've also been cooking in places that these people could never dream 
And that's a fact. Like, well, that's a people get comfortable. Yeah, people get comfortable in cooking. Like, you know, you've been cooking somewhere for 20 or whatever years, but I'm like, I cooked in fish camps in Alaska and on oil rigs. And so you have to be inventive and quick thinking on your feet in those kinds of situations. And then I'm going to work with things and be able to do things that you're not, you can't do because you didn't do it. You didn't go cook at fish camps in Alaska. You ain't been on the oil rig. You've been in a comfortable, beautiful commercial kitchen for 20 whatever years i have not i may sometimes i may have been out in the wilderness making fires cooking dinner well it's gonna be in it, it that that's what it is i mean it's cooking on burners and yes you get to go to the pantry like one time yeah. and it's a, a bunch of stuff and then you never know what it's I mean, gonna be we're prepared we've printed the t-shirts we you got are, t-shirts printed yes i oh, do gosh i fork okay. with chef star <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We, this is serious business. You need to understand we are in it to win it. I, there's nothing about we are very the look competitive. In, I, if your eyes that does not make me have full confidence that you guys are going to bring in an A game. That yeah, you're coming to win this thing. You're not there just to, no. hey, look, here I am. I'm not like, there you, to be cute and have a female team. Like, that's plus two. Mm-hmm. I'm there to win. Mm-hmm. 90% of our staff is female. So, you know, Blue. year the first year that I did that, like I was like in charge of it for U.S. Foods. I did a, I said, I want to do, I wanted to partner with the Predators, but I wanted to have like a penalty box. I wanted them to bring a penalty box and put it there. And I wanted Paul McCann to be the MC, all this stuff. And I said, in the middle of it, chefs cut their fingers, things happen. So every single person at this point, we're going to do a two minute deal where their sous chef has to get out right in the middle of the whole thing. And they're like, I don't know. And I go, that's like real kitchen shit, yeah. right? You, we're going to go, all right, everybody right now, two minutes, sous chef is out. You're in the penalty box. And we actually did it. We didn't do the penalty wow. box thing, but we said real life kitchen scenario. The sous chef right now has to stand on the side and I had to go over and pull somebody to the side and stand them for two minutes while they're, the chef had to figure out what to do without them. And I was like, I wanted real life things. That yeah. would be to your benefit. You'd be like, oh, oh yeah. shit, I'm ready for that. Let's that's go. Cool. That's cool. Go kinda hang like, out, Em. Kind of like that one time that you and I ran yeah. the kitchen that one time. See, we oh. have we have done, you know, $1,000 days <laughs> together, just me and Marcy. There was one time that somebody forgot to post the schedule, and it was Saturdays. We do about 1,300 people every weekend. And and Chef Star called me at 8 a.m. on a Saturday, and she said, there's no one in the kitchen. I don't have any staff. Is anybody coming to work? And I said, what are you talking about? And then I called the person who's supposed to post the schedule, and they said they forgot. So I went over there and... Star and I knocked it out. Yeah. She got fired like eight times. I did. She but kept going, why it. are you still here? <laughs> but we made it. So just to let everybody know, to give the scene some free advertising, the um, the Iron Fork is April 28th. It is a Thursday from 6 o'clock to 9.30, and it is at the uh, First Horizon Park, which is where the sounds play. That's right. So it used to be at the Musicians Hall of Fame and the Municipal Auditorium, and they have moved locations. So if you're listening to this, it's over at First Horizon Park. You should get your tickets today, and you can see Star whip everybody's ass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chef Star. Woo-woo. I fork with You know they need a better location because they, they added me, right? You know, Nina's there. Nina's <laughs> one of the, the four also, right? Yeah, she is. Nina, she's like one of my favorite people. She's very nice. She's got a little baby. She, I know. And she's, yeah. She's hilarious. She's one of the most real people I've ever met. We're on, on the show. She goes, I eat fast food. That's food I eat. 
Everybody <laughs> talks shit about. It. I eat McDonald's, Burger King. She was going on. I was just like, I don't need these nice restaurants. I make my food, but I eat. And I was just cracking up. Like you, you are too much for me. Oh yeah. So, anyhow, let's get back to the story. We were in the story. We've taken a couple left turns. I love, by the way. I'm going to do another left turn right now. During the pandemic, you guys are like not afraid, and I, I, I think it's so special. There was we have nothing to lose. There was somebody breaking into buildings in Hillsborough Village, and you guys just straight posted. You know, like I forget exactly what, it, but it was so oh, raw. I, I can tell you, it was, it was. They hit 102 business small businesses they're not hitting walmart they're not hitting mcdonald's they're hitting all the people that are struggling you're to stay calling up the metro police yeah yeah and they hit our neighbors well they hit almost everybody on Belcourt. they didn't hit us but you i think saw that's, them looking in the window well are we got it on the video camera at, at, at three o'clock in the morning and with the jason mask and the hatchet that was in his hand <sighs> and so i thought we were out of town my husband and i were out of town we had we had literally gone away for two days just to like decompress and then this happened and i knew they were coming back the next night i said we need to be ahead of us so i started calling all the local news stations and doing interviews from literally my phone in the floor of the hotel where i was in atlanta and just said come on we're waiting for you smile at the cameras when you come in you know we have no cash if if you feel that you need to be stealing from small businesses then knock yourself out we'll be waiting for you and they never hit us. And they hit everybody. They, I mean, they hit so many people in Hillsborough Village, Za Pizza, the, the auto repair stuff, the, the dry cleaner's place, Nicoletta's Pasta, Blow Hair Dry, uh, excuse me, Salon. I mean, they hit everywhere. They never hit us. And so we put up a $5,000 reward, but no one, no one ever turned it in. Um, I don't think they were from here. I think that because they hit it in a cluster of about two months, I think they moved on to the next town. Because this yeah, was December, else about it, yeah. right? This was December of um, this was I think January of twenty twenty, twenty twenty one. Excuse me, January of twenty twenty one. I love your playbook, which is to not have a playbook. Yeah, yeah, and not be afraid. No, because I mean, my yeah. thing is like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I always say this to Chef Star: We fail. Okay, I'm going to guess that she can get a job anywhere that she wants, and I'm in the music business. So, and now, think, knock on wood, the music business is back. Um, what do you do in the music business? What is your music business job? Marcy's going to answer that question after we hear a word from our sponsors. Okay, so maybe you have a job. Maybe you don't necessarily need another full-time job, but you'd like to make a little bit of extra money. You need a better work-life balance, maybe? Change the way you work. GigPro can provide the opportunity for higher pay, a flexible schedule, and hopefully connect you with the right fit for a long-term employment. If you go sign up right now at go.gigpro.com forward slash pro, you can do that. Just think, you don't have to sign up and work somewhere for a long time. You can go accept gigs and see if you like it. I know, it's amazing. And once you sign up for every one of your friends you get to sign up, you will get $5. So go to go.gigpro.com forward slash pro right now. One of God's great gifts to this world was fresh baked bread. That's why Sharpier's Bakery delivers six days a week to your restaurant, as they've been doing for 36 years. 
Aaron Moso's family has been running Sharpier's Bakery, locally owned and operated right here in Nashville, Tennessee, like I said, for 36 years. Go check him out at sharpies.com. That's C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S.com or Sharpier's Bakery on Instagram and Facebook. Give Aaron Moso a call at 615-319-6453 to set up an appointment to talk about what fresh bread you'd like delivered to your restaurant today. You have heard me talk about SuperSource for the last two years. And in that time, Jason Ellis, I feel like he's taken over the city. It is hard for me to get a guest in here that doesn't use SuperSource. And I'm telling you, everybody loves him. When you mention Jason's name, like, oh my gosh, that guy's legitimate. Now ask yourself this question. Do you feel that way about the person that provides you with your dish machine and chemicals? Because... He's the real deal. And guess what? He's not going to make you sign a five-year contract. He's never going to say, well, you signed a contract. It's on you. He goes week to week. You never sign a contract. So he earns your business every single week. I loved it when we had Cam and Nikki in from the Red Perch, and they said, he's like one of our employees when he's in the building. He's that good. You should call him today. If you don't feel that way about your dish machine and chemical person, 770-337-1143 is how you get a hold of Jason or go to nashvillerestaurantradio.com, click the sponsors tab. There's a special link on there that will get you special discounts for new customers. Call them now. And I'm in the music business. So, and now, knock on wood, the music business is back. Um, What do you do in the music business? What is your music business job? I do brand partnerships for artists and for properties. So... Think Citibank um, sponsoring Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden, or I mean, I, I book uh, festivals like ATL Live in Atlanta, Georgia at Mercedes Benz Stadium. So wow. I've been doing this a long time, and worked up from everyone from Chance the Rapper to the Rolling Stones to Keith Urban to I mean Eminem, you name it. That's cool, yeah. right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But I look at Ainsy Blue and Star, and I talk about this a lot. You know, we're very, I'd say we're both very spiritual people, more so than necessarily religious. Star's probably more religious than I am, but I'm very spiritual. And we were brought together for a reason. And she and I talk about failures, past failures. Um, You know, we both have been divorced. Um, We both have had jobs that we haven't excelled at or have, we've had personal adversities in our lives. Um... You know, her mother and grandmother passed away. My father passed away recently. We've just connected on so many levels. Um, and we really kind of always look look at us as like these 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 warrior queens that will just take it on. And 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 it's been difficult too for some people because they they see how close Chef Star and I are. And we always say, like, no one's gonna ever come between us. You know, I would love to say that she was gonna be working at Ainsley Blue for the next 25 years. She's going to have her own James Beard award-winning restaurant one day, and I'm going to be the first person there cheering her on and supporting her. My biggest fan. It's it's apparent. I mean, it, it's it's refreshing. It's cool to hear. I love having people in here when you don't know a whole lot about them and to see just looking at you guys right now, look in your eyes, mm-hmm. just how much adversity you guys have overcome and just how much you've been able to do together, like arm in arm. I don't, there's something that's incredible. And I always say my favorite 
quote or saying of all times from Henry Ford, whether you think you can do a thing or you think you can't, you're right. That's essentially the quote. I think you can do a thing, you're right. Or I think you can't do a thing, you're right. You and have that mentality of there's nothing we can't do. We're going to figure this shit out. Yeah. No, no, nobody ever said you can't do this. You went, no, I'm not going to accept that as the answer. And you just made it happen. But also you need to understand that as women in the hospitality and in the entertainment industries, nine times out of 10, I'm not being negative. This is just facts. Uh, yeah. Nine times out of 10, anytime you ask anyone for anything, the answer is no. Nine times out of 10. Mm -hmm. So you have to take that no and turn it into a yes. Right. And, you know, to, I just want to say one point on your, uh, your favorite quote, which I love that quote, but my favorite quote is the OG Madeline Albright. There's yeah. a special place in hell for women that don't help other women. And I truly believe that, live by that on a daily basis. And now here's the deal. Star and I, we fight. Yeah. We fight just like sisters. Okay. But do you know what I like? She's open to constructive feedback and I'm, I am as well. She admits when she doesn't know something and I admit when I don't know something, but she knows when I say, no, no star, like I know this, she's like, okay, you're right. And then vice versa. Mm -hmm. When she says something and I'm like, okay, you know what? You're right. I'm going to shut and up. And then we both don't know. We're like, yeah, wing it, <laughs> <laughs> wing it. We'll yeah. figure it out. But you know, and it's exciting. I mean, we have so much stuff coming up this year and we've yeah. just decided to go for it. Like, you know, we're still, the restaurant is still trying to, you know, catch up and get its footing. You know, I, I made a post, I do the Instagram uh, page for Ainsley Blue. And um, it was interesting because I posted about how a picture of our team and about how many times we've pivoted over the, over the past um, two years and how we finally have hit our stride of serving brunch all day, every day, eight to six, seven days a week with, you know, obviously CBD, coffee and cocktails, and then having all of our events, which you're going to see so many events, but we have a, we have a book coming out. Really? On Chef Star's birthday, Pride Month in June. Um, it's a coffee table cookbook with photos by the amazing Mary Craven and Star is, I don't know, do you want to tell them who the foreword is going to be written by? Or is that a surprise? I would like for it to be a surprise. Okay, good. Oh, I thought I was getting an exclusive. Oh, I know. I know. Oh. You were on the edge of your seat. Ooh, I saw it. And then I was. I and, am. And then dun, my dun. best friend from high school, Shannon Simpson Bevins, is writing it for yeah. us. She's a teacher. Um, and so that's why, is that who you typically get to write a book? Probably not. But you know what? Cares. We have no rules. Yeah. We do and we, we do it our way. Yeah. I think that's so fantastic. That's what it, I think that's what it takes to make it. It is. And then, and honestly, and then a portion of the proceeds is, are going to start, Chef Star picked it out. Yeah. We're going to help uh, LGBTQ suicide. So it's a major problem that we have in the community. Yeah. So I really want to put forth my best effort to be able to help. Like, I know what those feelings are. I know how that feels. I know what that looks like. So anybody I can help not feel that or be able to learn to cope with it on for a daily basis, then that's what I want to do. I mean, a I lot of people that. don't realize that, you know, Chef Star is the only black female queer executive chef in all of Nashville. Boom. Really? Yep. Boom. I'm all three. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm like, another I'm, one? Yeah, because I haven't heard one. Nope. I don't think. It's just me. Solo dolo. Well, that's, that's not good. 
I know. Well, and so that's why I we mean, wanna, yeah. <laughs> I would like to have, a, you know, some friends. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Yeah, in the restaurant. Oh, hold community. on. Stars single and ready to mingle. Yes. <laughs> I'm busy though, so keep that in mind. <laughs> I, I have this dream. I have this dream of doing like a dating show where oh we bring. I, I've got the monitor up here. I want to have three yes. people we could have on here that you could ask them questions. The very end, we have like yes. a love connection. Chef stars ready. I think we should do yes. like a dating game in here, 100%. and we you get to. We'll get, we'll get we'll Josh get. Black as the moderator yeah. in here. Oh uh, yeah, we'll have some fun. See? <laughs> yeah, Marge's got to help me pick. Oh, I know. I have to sign off. Sorry. You have yeah. to sign off? Okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't have a good pick, bro. I just don't. I'm mm-hmm. busy. Oh, you have, I was like, you have to sign sign off on oh, the pick. Yeah, yeah, on the pick, for sure. Okay. That's what I mean. I like yeah, that. my sister from another mister. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We're going to take one more quick break to hear a quick word from our sponsors. When talking about what chefs want, really the question is, how do they do it? No fees, no fuel charges, no surcharges, never. This allows you to order as much or as little as you need, as often as you need. Seven-day delivery, access products every day, trimming your waste, increasing your valuable shelf life, and allowing you fresher product. 24-7 customer support. Call Text, chat, email, anytime, from anywhere. Uh, they take a team approach to serving you at 800-600-8510 or whatchefswant.com. They have, a very, they have very diverse product lines, so their chefs have access to thousands of items across many different categories that allow them to receive fresh products daily. This type of flexibility helps chefs with the ability to offer and test new menu items with ease. They have hundreds of trucks on the road every day to reach their vast market. Their focus is tight urban areas where groups of restaurants and chefs are located. Additionally, they have trucks from coast to coast bringing products to farms and artisans across the globe. You can order through your phone app or online. They truly are what chefs want. Check them out at whatchefswant.com. The d- dynamic between the two of you is just, it's so fun. We feel, yeah. we literally finish each other's sentences all the time. It's so funny. That's my best. I was in LA last week and the president of the record label was, was asking me a question about the correct terminology. Yeah. She was asking the difference between like pansexual and bisexual and queer and gay. And I said, let me just call Star. She did. It was like 10 o'clock at night. She was like at night. And, and this is the CEO of a major record label. And and, and Star's like going on. She goes, Oh, she's I'm I'm gonna mean to offend her. I said, No, 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 no. No, she and I think that's the thing, is like there's so many things that Chef Star has taught me. And it's like I want to learn. I want to, you know, we had transgender employees, we had bisexual employees, we have all of this and and it's it's new for me. And and I wanna learn, I wanna make sure that I'm referring to someone as she or they or you know, whatever they want to be referred to. 100%. And, and, and I think that that is one of the things that, that Chef Star has really helped my husband and I with is just understanding all that, you know, and it's, it's been, it's been so nice because I know that I can just call her and go, I don't understand. And she'll explain it. Yeah. Well, that's really. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. Well, that's something I've learned over the, the whole pandemic is that I, I was raised a certain way and I learned, I mean, I've learned a ton I, I 
quit drinking at the beginning of around the time you guys opened the original Anzi Blue. So I went the whole time oh, wow. with all these new emotions and feelings and all this stuff throughout the pandemic. And it's just been eye-opening for me just to go, damn, there's so much I didn't know. So, I mean, a lot of that's just really good to be able to have somebody to teach you or to be able to tell you, right. hey, that's not appropriate. It's not, it's not a matter of, it's just ignorance. Right. In my opinion, it's just a, oh, I didn't know that's not something I learned, but I, I want to learn. Yeah. I want to know more about it. And I want to be... 100%. I don't want to offend anybody. My goal isn't to say something that somebody's like, well, you, like, oh, I'm so, so sorry. Like, And I think it really all became very clear when all the controversy around our first drag brunch, which was Pride Month. You're taking my next one. I was going to say, let's year. talk about drag yeah, brunch. I mean, it was, it was interesting. You know, having lived in New York for 12 years, drag brunch was a thing. I mean, that was it was everywhere in New York, and it was amazing. I mean, you wanted to go to the drag brunches yeah. on Saturday and Sunday with your girlfriends and the bottomless mimosas and just spill the tea from the week. And And so when we announced it, I mean, I just thought, oh, my gosh, everyone's just going to be so excited. They're going to love it. And they were, except this one crazy Karen. Um, and – <laughs> everyone's like well she was probably just really old and it's her it's a generational thing she's a baby boomer i said actually she's 31 she lives in hillsborough village she comes here all the time and she just doesn't believe in that lifestyle and she wrote what upset me the most is that she wrote the letter to my husband and as a woman when everyone knows that i was at ainsey blue and working and it, it, like, and you're going to write a letter to, like, my husband? and yeah. Telling on her or something. Yeah. You and, need to get your wife. <laughs> yeah. And, get your and wife was, in check. Like, it was more of <laughs> it was more of the team who's like, the, she said, and I never published her name because it didn't want everyone to drag her. It's not, and they would. Um, Deservedly so. I but. know, but it's just, it's honestly, it's not even worth it. Um, and so when the letter said, oh, well, I'm sure this is something that your team did just to make money, and I just want to let you know you can go back and see how many times I've been to Ainsley Blue, which was a lot. Um, and she said, I won't be coming back. And so I'm the one who wrote the response. I posted a copy of the letter and wrote the response and said, you know, no, it wasn't my th the team. It wasn't my husband. It was my decision um, to host this drag brunch and that empty chair that you left will be filled by someone whose heart is filled with love and not hatred and judgment, which is what clearly is in yours. I'm going to give a clap on that one. But that's hard to do. It's well, not I didn't hard care. to do if you're I mean, you. But I really, here's the thing, and I don't mean this negatively, but like, I just don't care. Like if someone does something wrong, I'm calling you out that day, period. When I do something wrong, people call me out because I mess right. up all the time. Yep. Me too. But, I mean, there's no one that's perfect, but I just think we have to hold people accountable. You know, we can't just turn a blind eye anymore. And, you know, I can forgive, but I don't ever forget. Well, that's the, I think that's the premise behind being an anti-racist. And this is not just allowing something to happen and going, oh, well, that person's wrong. It's saying something. It's mm -hmm. not just, it's either, it's not just, I'm not racist. You're either racist or you're anti-racist. And I love that you do that. I mean, that's the most important yeah. thing is saying something and letting somebody know that this is not okay. Your behavior is not okay. And this is not something that's, that we're going to stand for. 
And I think that anyone who had been, because we really, our clientele shifted dramatically when we moved yep. from Bellmead to Hillsborough Village. Oh, I'll bet. Extremely diverse being in Hillsborough Village. And that is, that. I mean, again, warms my heart. Yeah. I get goosebumps. Like I just, I love it. Star will take a picture of, of front of house of, of everybody on a Saturday and text it to me. And she's like, look. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, it. it's, 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 it was a big goal for us to have all ages from high school to boomers, you know, all races, all walks of life, um, including dogs, <laughs> um, which a lot of people don't realize that Ainsley Blue is named after my dog and my best friend's dog. Um, my dog is, our family dog is Blue and Ainsley is my best friend's dog. And well, that's good. That takes that question off the table. Yeah. Look at there. And I don't know. I just think that we'd always been known as a community and a, a community melting pot. But when all of that went down last summer with the drag brunch, it took us to a whole other level. We, I had so many restaurant owners reaching out um, saying, good for you for, for standing up against the hate. I've received similar letters but never thought about publishing them. And now you see a lot of people. You write a bad letter, uh, more than likely your ass is getting called out. Well, on I started, social media. I started having restaurant owners read one-star reviews. This is the thing I did at the beginning of the pandemic because I went to all these people were writing such terrible reviews. Horrible. Be, like, we're fucking closed. And you're you're writing this review? Like, we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We are battling everything. We are underwater with a straw trying right. to breathe. Well, and you're, you're going to write a one-star review because you couldn't order food at 10 a.m. when we're not even open? And you're staying at home playing Monopoly. Yeah, like, that, that's... So, so I started having chefs come on and read one the shitty one star reviews, and it was hilarious. It kind of went viral, but that was kind of my point too: was that yeah. don't be that person, don't be the person that just I'm angry today, so I'm going to take it out on somebody else's dream. I and mean, these p- people like yourself that own small businesses, this is these are things that like it's your passion. Mm-hmm. That's why when you write a bad review and you say so, it's like you're take it. It's hard well, not it's- to take it personally. I always love what Star says. I don't. I don't want to take it out of take the words out of her mouth. So I want her to say it. But talk about when people come and visit Ainsley Blue. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. My favorite line that she always. Oh yeah, because it's a real thing. Like I'm in Ainsley Blue a lot, so Ainsley <laughs> Blue is my home. Yeah. So when people come in, it's like they're coming to my house. So I like to greet them. Yeah. I like to go and see them. I sit down with you. I might dance with you a bit. Like it's. You know, it might be a competition out there. It's a vibe. It's a whole vibe. I sing, I dance. We're going to have a great time when we come because you're coming into my home. You're my guests. You're not my customers. When when she said that, I I thought, you know what? There's not a writer in the world that could have said that more eloquently than you just said at Chef Star. Mm -hmm. Because that is so true. It 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 is her home. And so, therefore... Take your feet off the table. Right. <laughs> Don't put your stuff. Pick up after yourself. Yeah. Help me out a little bit. Help me help you. But also there's a feeling as a guest. Oh, yeah. When every time, and I, I say this all the time to my front door team, as I say, when people walk in the door, I want them to have a, I, mean, I do, I have secret shopper reports, right? Because it's, it's an easy way to tell us stuff. But I don't say, were you greeted in 60 seconds? The question I ask the shopper is, how did, when you were greeted at the front door, how did it make you feel? Because huh. a 60 second greet by somebody who goes, hi, how many doesn't versus good evening. Welcome. We're so excited that you're here. This yeah. is like that feeling of I'm entering somebody's home. I'm a guest in your building. And it's not just a, 
business. This isn't something that, you know, I take money and I make a profit. This is a, I'm creating experiences mm-hmm. for people. People come here yeah. to talk about after they bought their home or talk about whatever right. it is. Like they're remembering this moment. I want them to feel like my guest. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think what you're referencing, right? Exactly. This is my home. I want to treat you as a guest, but also respect the fact that this my is my home. Right. But <laughs> Don't just treat it like it's just some place. Right. And that theme has really been woven through everything that we do. I mean, People don't remember, but <laughs> before we figured out online ordering, <laughs> yeah, we had a good time with that. People um, <laughs> would message me on Instagram when they would want to order, so I would spend my whole day. Oh yeah, doing the orders on on Instagram, and then people would be, they would say something like, "Well, I didn't get the two bamboo forks." I only got one. I'm calling the owner and I'm like, well, this is the effing owner. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I'm right here. You don't have to call. You've been messaging with her. Thank and you. The whole time. I'll bring a bamboo fork over to you. I remember I was, because this weekend's Easter. And I remember last year, um, you had only been there, I think, like a week. Mm-hmm. And because she just celebrated her one year anniversary. And, oh, and I want to talk, we have to talk about that. And, um, I was delivering, we probably had, I don't know, like 40 deliveries on Easter for cheese boards last year. And the delivery person called out sick, so I made all the deliveries. And so a lot of people didn't know who I was, because it's not like I'm going to go up and hand the cheese board. (laughs) People were like, give me five bucks. And they would say, you have the best personality. You're so cute. I'm going to message the owner and let her know. You you need to have a better, a bigger job at ANC Blue. Right. <laughs> they had no idea. You, you, you act like you own the place. I love that. You right. just have this aura. <laughs> well. So, but I don't know. It's just so funny. But um, talking about Chef Star just celebrating her one year anniversary, we were, my husband and I were very excited. Um, she is now one of the owners at ANC Blue. What? You are one of the owners now. You have equity. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I mean, they like me a little bit of something. Just a little. <laughs> I love those guys. Well, it sounds it's like. It's your work husband. Yes. It sounds like you guys, you know, you start something, you said, we don't know what we're doing, we're, and, but you're, you're creating something that is special. Yeah. It would we, feel community. we feel it, though. I tell people, I. I I don't like neighborhoods. I like communities. Yeah, oh yeah. It's a it's a it's a big difference it in different. those two things. And at Ainsley Blue, we're building a community. We want everyone to have a safe space to come and work and hang out with your kids or, you know, a lot of people visit their children who are in college or whatever the case may be. Like I want you to have a space where you can go, we're like, you know what? We're just gonna go hang out at the blue today. We're hosting, like we hosted an 18th birthday party last, last night. night at Ainsley Blue, mm-hmm. and I got a video of Chef Star dancing with the birthday girl <laughs> yeah. to DJ John Lucas, and it, it's just it's just nice. I mean, because we close at 6 o'clock, we host so many events for politicians who are running for election or re-election, birthday parties, you know, book clubs. We're hosting a TSU college reunion yeah. coming up. I mean... Wow. It's wedding receptions. Um, I mean, you name it. Podcasts. I, we had somebody do a live podcast from our stage because people don't realize we have a full PA. We have stage. I mean, we hold 125 people. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
They like us for a And more there. importantly, we're above a parking garage, which people literally don't know, with 200 parking spots with the yeah. first hour free. And people are like, where do we park? Um, or people left garage. a one-star review and said, well, there's no parking. I go, and I responded back. I said, um, oh, the parking is only for the smart, smart people. Well, I mean. Because there's sh- 200 spots below that. the that's garage with the gigantic banner you by get- our front door that says, Parking below one hour free. But you get a one star review because of parking? Like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. If you're going to knock off parking, that's one star that you knock off of the five. Right. If your food was great, your your food was hot, your drinks were hot or cold, service was great, but you couldn't find a place to park, you could leave a four star because that's the main thing people look at. Right. But not your whole business gets a one star because it, of that. No, I love it where it's like the food was great, our server was amazing. Couldn't park one star. Yeah, like, one star. Couldn't park. Oh, that yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, they did say that once. I remember that. Yeah. I'm like, she was like, so wait, I just want to make sure I understand. Service was great. Food was great. Atmosphere was great. But we're getting one star because of parking because she was an idiot and couldn't find the garage by the front door. Got it. Okay, yeah, good. Okay, just, Check. We're all on the same page? Fantastic. <laughs> like, I'm going to have y'all read a one star review before you leave. We'll put it out there. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It's going to be good. Um, wow, you know how fast an hour goes by? Yeah, it's how that, we rent. That fast. Yeah. We do these conversations in an hour, but I'm like, damn, that was that one went by really, really fast. What else what else are we missing? You guys tell me what else we got going on and then at the end of this, you guys get to say you're gonna you're gonna get to take us out. Whatever you want to say, as long as you want to say it. So don't if you have something to pontificate about, wait till then. But any other topics? I mean, so if we want to get a hold of you, if I want to book an event at Anzi Blue, how do I do that? The best way to get us always is just Instagram. DM us on Instagram. I think that's the way I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's hey, the best I want to have you guys on. Yeah, she runs the Instagram, so she gets in. <laughs> yeah, so that's it's the best. Funny. Way. Sometimes people be like, "Is this Marcy?" Question mark. <laughs> well, so yes. now every salesman in the whole city is now like, "Oh, oh I know I what to do to, now." I know how to get to the owner of? No, like, actually, if I don't want to talk to you, I just say, oh, email Marcy at ainsyblue.com. Right. There you go. I think that's what she said to me the first time. Oh. <laughs> but I did. And here you are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get probably 200 DMs a day. Damn. Least. Yeah. Yeah. A popular man. Wow. Questions, you know, they're tagging us in a photo. They're, you know. I mean, we just, we are the melting pot of Nashville. We have all the Nashville transplants, the natives, the college students, the soccer moms. I mean, you name it. They're there. We got it all. I love that you bring that to Hillsborough Village because Hillsborough Village needs, I used to live um, directly behind you. That were, your space was not there when I lived there, I guess. Yeah, there was a little house. Well, I, there was a little house Mm -hmm. next to McDougal's then, but then I lived, if you live right behind, there's like these nice brick condos yeah. i lived in one of those that had the windows that overlooked like the parking lot behind sam's when i used to live there yeah. but hillsborough village is a very special place to me just so growing special. up in nashville the villager sam's bosco's jackson's i met my rehearsal dinner was at sunset grill i mean like i have all these memories of the old hillsborough village and now iguana oh, oh yes iguana before it was cabana was iguanas yeah it was a, it was a, a jody Faison place been there so hillsborough village to me is a really special place and what's happened to hillsborough village in my opinion is is sad 
But I love that you're there. I go to Fido and Andy Blue are my two things, two places I go to on a regular basis. Every time I meet somebody, it's either Fido or either Anzi Blue. Well, the greenery is there. I mean, I'm such a huge fan of the grilled cheesery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I just, I, 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 you know, I'm there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I've hit up all the breakfast places. Yes. Well, and then the pan- Pancake Pantry, yeah. obviously. Is I just a, can't get in. I, I lived there I can't get for. In. I'm not going to wait in line. I lived there three and a half years. I lived in Hillsborough Village for three and a half years. Right. One, I went to Pancake Pantry one time, only because there was we were walking over to Jackson's or Fido, and there was no line. I was like, "You want to go give it a shot?" Yeah. But people stand in line. No, every in day. the rain. They in stand the rain. In line. the snow. In the snow, and I'm walking by like it's just pancakes. Yeah, and I mean, then it's cool because it feels like now we're the overflow. Mm-hmm. Oh, for those places. Oh, we are. And it's like they figure it. They figure it out. It's like they'll Google it on their phone. Breakfast near me while they're standing in line, and then they're like, two minute walk. Let's just go to the two minute walk." Oh, yeah. And we come over and we don't have a line. No, well, sometimes we'll make your reservation. We always do reservations, reservations on, on anzblue dot com yeah, on the weekend. You have to have reservations sure. on the weekends, otherwise you're gonna. Or the, uh, we have open seating at the bar. We have sixteen seats at the bar. Yeah, but nobody ever wants to get up once they sit down. <laughs> It's like because we built that community place. Like yeah. even on the weekends, people linger a little longer than normal because they're having a good time. And well, they yeah, don't and I think that also. I mean, we have jazz brunch from yeah. eleven to two on Saturday and eleven to one on Sunday, and then DJ John Lucas spends every Friday and Saturday and Sunday three to five because we have this amazing new bar menu that yeah. executive chef Star created for us. It's What's cool. special about the menu? Tell me about the menu. Uh, the bar menu is really like a tapas. I want you to come in with your home girl, and get a rosé, and enjoy the DJ. So I think of it as like, you know, a day party. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, the food reflects that. Like, you know, it's everything's shareable. You know, buy something, and you and your friends eat. So that was important is to make it shareable because we are creating experience. We are trying to build a community. So with that, you have to think of others so i don't want you to come by yourself i would like for you to bring someone but it's okay if you come by yourself you still get to talk to me and a lot of <laughs> restaurants as you know close between three and five right. they're doing changeover for dinner yeah and since we don't serve dinner we're, we're doubling down on that three to five yeah so a lot of people come in to, to have cocktails happy hour get some cbd in their cocktails yeah. unwind from the crazy week yeah. and enjoy chef stars bar menu are you yeah. guys doing delta eight no we do not Okay, I was wondering because there's all these, you know, dab bars and yeah. places that do that. We don't. Is it we, a conscious decision not to do Delta 8 on purpose? It is, yes. Okay. And then uh, also we have one of the best bourbon collections in Nashville. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Thank you, Derek. Yes. <laughs> People come in and they just freak out, out about our bourbon collection. They're yeah. like, Blanton's is. Like, no big deal. Wait, you have Weller Foolproof? Wait, you have Stag? You have... Angel's Envy? Yeah. Yeah, we got all that. Nice. We got like the Red that. Stag, you know, it's hard to find that. Oh, the Red Stag, then there's the George T. Stag and the Stag Junior. Junior. And yeah, we, and we have Stag Junior, which yeah. is very hard. And we just got some Pappy. And Pappy. What? Yep. Got the Pappy. What year did you get? Tenure? I don't 15, drink bourbon. 23? I don't even know. We would have to ask Derek. I cook with bourbon. He says I can't cook you with can't any of cook that. Cook with that. You can't cook nope. with any none of that. So my go-to cooking bourbon is, of course, our Bell Mead bourbon. Yeah, we love to support the local brands. Yes, we do. Very nice. I like that Bell Mead bourbon. The yeah, I mean, think about it. We have Charlie. Creve Hall bagels, yeah. and 
we have fire pot tea and high garden tea and osa coffee and yeah. marigold popcorn and we love working with the local local yeah. brands we try to small business help build small business you guys are amazing people i i talk to restaurateurs all the time and I talk to people that I was, just, I was just in Phoenix this past week for three days, the Restaurant Leadership Conference, right, where I'm hearing the CEO of P.F. Chang's, Bill Belichick was speaking. All these people, and the CEO of P.F. Chang's is an amazing young man, um, young African-American man. He's like 34. Mm. He's a bit, the, what he was saying, just, it, but they're speaking to such these big masses, and it's, it was a business. It felt like a business when I was there, and it bothered me because... This is about hospitality and community. Like this is about community. Like what we're doing, and it was all about. If you have seventy-four restaurants, you need to look at this margin and this. And it's, oh, but God. it was just so. The whole time I was there, while there were some good nuggets I wrote down, the most of it was. This is so cold. This is people in jackets talking about making money, and I'm like, right. But if you're an independently owned restaurant, this is about creating community and creating experiences for people and bringing light into people's lives. Like yeah. This isn't about that bottom line. Do we do it for free? Probably not. Right. That's an aspect of it. And I, I'm not trying to head in the sand. We don't need to make money around here because we do. But really the driving force is I want to take care of people. I want to create community. I want a place for people to come where they feel welcomed and they can enjoy Whatever, in, in your situation, it's a relaxing environment that they can enjoy, have a cup of coffee, relax, do whatever it might be. And I just love both of your attitudes and the way that you guys have come together. And I, I can just tell that it's going to be a staple in Nashville for a really, really long time. That's what are we trying to create. I'm so excited we about were, it. We were named one of the best brunch places this year by Thrillist, Open Table, Eater, and Style Blueprint. And like, that is the thing we're probably the most proud of, yeah. like, because we've only been doing this together for a year. Yeah. I know. I mean, you guys are, mm-hmm. you oh guys are the real deal. In I a love year. It. <laughs> I know, right? So everybody stay tuned because we're going to have a big book party on my birthday, which is like, which June happened? 23rd. June 23rd. Celebrating yep. Pride Month. Anti yep. Blue. Pride oh. Month, Juneteenth. I got a lot going on yeah. in, June, in June. Yes. It's and birthday. it's my 10-year wedding anniversary. Yeah, see? So. Congratulations. June 2nd, I know. Wow. Look at us. Lots happening in June. Yeah, that's my month. Well, I can't wait to talk more about it as the day approaches. I'm happy to help promote it. Let's get people over there. Yeah. This is that time I was talking about at the end of the show. And you guys both can say, I always like the guests to take us out, say whatever you want to say, speaking to the community here in Nashville. As long as you want to say it, whatever you want to say. Go. Um, I would like to say let's continue to shop small and support local business. Not just my business, but all small local businesses. Um, Anzi Blue's here for you if you want to come hang out. See the chef. That's me. Anzi Blue, we don't just do eggs. Nope. And come see us. Come dance with Chef Star. And DM me on Instagram. It's me. <laughs> Easy blue. And uh, I just want to say thank you to, as a native Nashvilleian, all the amazing Nashvilleians that have supported Ainsy Blue and been patient with us as we have continued to learn and pivot and find a way to move forward. And I'm very excited the path that Ainsy Blue and, and our fabulous team members are on right now. Amen. I love it. And come cheer on Chef Star. April 28th, 
Well, she takes on the competition at the Iron Fork. Yeah. And wins. And wins. And wins. Exciting for that. And then come visit Anzi Blue. It's directly across the street from the Belcourt. If you've walked in the doors of Belcourt, walk directly across the street on Belcourt. And park in the garage. Park in the garage us. below. To the us. left of our front door. For the free parking. Look for, for the banner. Yeah. It's it gigantic. Says, one hour free parking. That's what the banner says. Looking for all literate people <laughs> who know how to read. And if you can't read, I'm telling you, it says one hour free parking. <laughs> Come park for free. Pro tip. I love it. Marcy Star, thank you so much for joining us on Nash Restaurant Radio. You guys have energized me. I'm going to leave the rest of this day. And I'm going to go knock it out because... I'm, I'm riding on a high right now. Oh, good. Thank and you so much. And we got to get this online. I'm yeah, excited. Hell yeah. Let's do it. All right, y'all. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Wow. Marcy and Star, what a fantastic interview. What? I don't know. I just love them. And uh, get to go have a meeting at Anzi Blue the other day. Got to see Chef Star. Came and gave her a big hug. And uh, again, go check her out this Thursday, the 28th at the baseball stadium where the sounds play. I still don't know what it's called. I haven't looked it up yet, but I will go. I think it's first park first, first something or another park. first horizon, first horizon park. That sounds like it. Uh, go, go check it out. Uh, if you see me there, stop me, say hi. I'd love to meet you. If you're out there, if you're a listener, stop by and say, Hey man, Brandon, I see you. I hate your show or I love your show or whatever. Give me ideas, tips, tricks, feedback. I'm always down for it. So uh, I'll be the guy that's taller than everybody else. I hope that you guys enjoy this week. Go out there and just slay it. And uh, we will see you on Thursday night. Hope you guys are being safe. Love you guys.